Welcome to Look Who's Talking, episode 137. How about them Cowboys? Oh yeah, Baker's done. I was wrong. And A.J. Brown gets revenge that barely ever happens in sports. Forza, Titane? Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the yeah! Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 137. That's, uh, Ange, how do you say that in, in Russian Spanish? 137. Yeah! That's a lot of fucking episodes and a lot of hours spent with your boy, Jeff Hewlett, spelled with a G, Weird Michael, spelled with a weird, Ooh. and Huck Daddy, spelled with a mustache. All of our episodes brought to you by Huck Media. Follow them at Huck Media. Go to huckmedia.ca for any and all media or drone needs. It's a .ca, right, right, Huck? It's .ca. Fucking right. I'm getting better. 137 episodes in. Wherever you're listening to the best NFL gambling podcast all over the world, ni hao, previet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, ciao, and bonacom. And that's for all your Sri Lankan friends. You know how to say hello now. Uh, for all of our Look Who's Talkers all over the world, thank you for sharing, downloading, following, subscribing. Keep pressing that uh, five-star uh, review and rate button. That really helps us out in the Google searches and everything like that. So if you haven't done it yet, right now, five-star review. And if you've been listening to 137 episodes, you don't think we're five stars? Well, fuck you. We are, all right? Five stars with a nice review. That would be great. Uh, if you want anything changed, leave a nice review and then message us. We'll uh, we'll work on it. Crazy week in the NFL. We're going to talk about that and then make some money for next week. I went four and two on my Q picks. Weird Mike went two and zero oh on his smash and sprinkle. Screw. Can't believe can't believe Trevor Lawrence is okay. I don't know if you saw his injury, but sometimes God works magic and somehow he's able to play football again. Uh, Baker's done. I was apparently wrong about his whole career path that I really thought that I was accurately predicting. He just got picked up on the waiver wire by the LA Rams, who are basically dishing out their season. He's got a little talent. He might even play Thursday night, but uh, his career is trending downward fast. About as fast as FTX. That guy should be in jail, by the way. If you steal a banana, you go to jail. That guy stole a billion, a billion dollars from 100 million people. And uh, New York Times is writing fluff, fluff pieces about him. What very weird, very what weird stuff. Streets of Aladdin. You steal a banana, you go to jail, they chop your hand off. So you got to do a lot to serve some time. It's crazy that if, apparently if you steal a billion dollars, it, it just it ends up not being theft in like white collar crime. The financial crisis, 2008, FTX collapse. Besides... Um, old Ponzi scheme, wizard of lies guy. Like he's in jail for like 200 years, but anyway, enough about that. Uh, yeah, but Baker is now an LA Ram. So I don't know if they did that to just keep him away from the Niners who actually sort of need a guy like that right now. Oh or do God. they, they do or do not they need Baker? Here I am all Niners decked out. Shout out, bet openly Gino and the gang. I'm in. Yep. Habla Espanol 35%, Gino. I'm working on my Espanol. I'm looking to get straight hood. Uh, long story short, thank God they didn't take Baker. To take him away from San Fran, like he was, he couldn't even win a four and eight locker room that's got one foot out of the state. Okay. Literally one foot out of the state. Now he's going to take over a team entrenched 
in a community with Super Bowl odds, thank God. The only way this works is with a, an unknown. Somebody, this is Argo, man. This is a fake fucking movie, understand? Brock Purdy is under the marquee. Who's Brock Purdy? Sounds kind of cute. Sounds kind of interesting. Let's get behind it. And Debo, Florida State, get behind it. C-Mac, everybody's behind it. The coach, everybody knows what to say. Just like Aflac, Argo, fuck yourself. And the dude there, okay? And I'll tell you what, we're going all in. I saved this. I bottled this, man. Brock Purdy could be the next Tom Brady. Could oh. be. Hey, nobody's <laughs> going to win seven titles. That's not what I'm saying, Jeff. I'm what? About, well, then where? what are you? As I'm in if he wins the Super Bowl, that there's a comparison to young Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots? I'm talking about Drew Bledsoe going down. Yep. And now you're given the keys as a relative unknown. Pick 199, pick two, whatever they're calling him, Mr. Irrelevant. 299. 239 or whatever it is. Um, and now, what if he gets to the Super Bowl? And this, maybe you were right. Maybe Jimmy was holding him back. Maybe it's the free-spirited Brock. But there are ingredients for this to be the next Tom Brady trajectory. He has given and is given, and he might even win the division because it's a bit of a joke now with Seattle coming down to earth. There's some Christmas magic there, Jeff. I'm sprinkling. That's me sprinkling on just about every lowered San Francisco line because Brock's going to win some games. And he might win a playoff game at home. Like you said, short tournament. Give me a home playoff game. He's got a fantastic football team. I'll give you that. I'm not saying – I don't think they were going to bring Baker in necessarily to, like, start right away. It was the thought that what if Brock Purdy goes down? Now you got a Super Bowl team with like possibly Josh Johnson as your quarterback going into the first playoff game. Look, he's an Iowa State Cyclone. All right, Brock Purdy. So, you know, Big 12 football is a little bit different than NFC West playoff football. So also, we kind of forgot that one of Jimmy G's, you know, worst attributes isn't necessarily just, you know, uh, inaccurate deep balls. It's availability. And I think everybody just sort of figured out oh, Jimmy's going to be great the rest of the season or at least healthy. And I think we kind of even forgot that um, when talking about the Niners, but I agree. The Niners are set up just like the Patriots. Oh, one team with a fantastic defense an incredible running game, a better running game than that Pats team. And um, they're just, they really just need a distributor, which early Tom Brady was. He was the king of the six yard pass. So we'll see. I watched a lot of Cyclone football, got down on a few. He led a very shitty team to a couple of Big 12 title games. Okay. So he's got some moxie and the director wants it to succeed. What does Ari Gold say? It's not what a money, it's not what the movie costs, it's what it makes. Right. Well, it's, get, it's getting real now. Uh, it's he comes in and they're playing, you know, pretty good AFC team. The Dolphins, as a guy who had the Dolphins money line and Dolphins spread, I was when Jimmy went down. I'm like, oh my god, this is looking good. I was already four and zero from the afternoon slate, and Brock he played well, but also the Niners played great and Tua did not. Uh, so we'll see. But how about this? Life catches up with you fast. I'm not sure if you saw the spread. I bet you did. I but did. Brock Purdy is facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. 
Minus four. And, and yeah, Brock Purdy this is a four-point favorite. Three and a half or four? Is it three and a half or four? Three and a half. Three and a half right now. Call it four. Either way. Favored over the greatest football player on the planet. Probably his idol, you know. 30% chance is his idol. I think Tom Brady enters into a league of his own there, like with a lot of other, like Gretzky and stars, where even if they're not your particular idol, he just is. He just becomes it. Like maybe, you know, maybe Philip Rivers was his favorite player. But of course, Tom Brady is your hero. If you play so, football, you want to win seven championships. So, so when I say like Tom Brady, nobody's ever winning seven titles again. Just like Jordan, LeBron's four equal to six, right? I'm not into that debate. But everybody wants Tom, including Tom's dad, and most probably Tom into San Fran next yeah. year. Yeah, absolutely. And here's here's Brock with the most unique situation to really win over that room. We're talking, you know, major all-time stuff here. Like, goddamn, I hope he does it. I'm not taking it. Went 2-0 and last week. But Tampa Bay on a short week, cross-country, Monday night football, wasted every ounce into that comeback. Against the fucking Saints. Thank God, I love that comeback, by the way. Personally, as yeah. a guy who live bets underdogs or <laughs> live bets favorites when they're losing. <clears throat> I nutted down on the Saints. That was the sprinkle. Plus three and a half was good all night. I can't believe they didn't start Jameis, by the way. You were right. Like, Andy played like shit. <laughs> but now the Saints season is done. Tampa Bay's got an incredibly hard schedule, but so does San Fran. So it's a very, very Interesting game. As you said, it's interesting just because basically Tom, if he plays next season, I mean, there's reports saying he wants to, he would stay in Tampa. You know, he kind of runs the, he runs the team. I, I'm one to think that he would love to be a San Francisco 49er, the team he grew up cheering for with all his family kind of over in Northern California there. Not to mention they got a team built for the Super Bowl. They just need a little bit more than a distributor at quarterback. And he is definitely that. So I could see Tom, because when he wanted to come to the Niners a couple of years ago, John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan said, no, 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 we're good. We're sticking with Jimmy. And like he, he didn't like that. Seth Wickersham from uh, NBC Sports Boston's all over that stuff. And he's like, Tom was like, really? So I could see Tom doing a little bit of extra, like when Tom used to beat up the Steelers, just like sure. a kind of a, a random beat down from uh, basically a Tom Brady almost trying out at 46 years old as the GOAT for the San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback job next year, which is crazy. All right, let's move on. You got uh, Purdy, much like Pickett, making his first career start. He was thrown in mid-game like Tomlin did. We all thought that was a mistake. He winds up beating and knocking me out of the survivor pool. Hashtag flashback. But... Now you got Purdy making his first start at home against Tom on the road. Like it's, there's some serious parallels. The idea of him, like you just said, trying out as a seven time Super Bowl winner <laughs> in his hometown. After last year, he led the league in touchdowns and yards, by the way. Like it's, it's yeah, like, still really yeah. good at this quarterbacking thing. So, okay. Uh, big, yeah, game. So, big game, speak, big week. Speaking of the NFC, 
you know, some stuff's happened with, with Jimmy going down. The Niners got to be looked at as not quite as much of the shoe in to get to the final four as maybe we thought a week ago. I'm, I got to say, I've been underplaying Dallas all year. Um, I'm, I'm impressed, especially with their offense and obviously their defense. I mean, the Colts were in it for half the game and then like the Cowboys exploded, but they're consistently putting up 40 points, 50 points. Uh, it's an offense that uh, can't be ignored anymore. Pack that with a defense. I am impressed with Dallas, and I haven't said that in probably years, but I might be a little late to the party, but I'm impressed. And uh, yeah, how about them Cowboys? Also, same division, Philadelphia Eagles. Shit kicking. Hucks Titans. Like, shit kicking them. couple of things from this game. I had Traylon Burks to get 30 yards on what I thought was an absolute genius same game parlay. Devonta Smith. Four receptions. AJ Brown, five receptions. And uh, uh, Traylon Burks, 30 yards receiving. Traylon Burks caught a pass in the first quarter for a touchdown for 25 yards, but happened to get destroyed in the end zone. Even though he held onto the ball, he never got up. Concussion out, first quarter, needed five more yards from him. Anyway. That's aside from the main story of the game, which is AJ Brown, AKA the Terminator. Uh, Cause he just put out on Instagram the same day that Huck's GM of the Titans, John Robinson gets fired basically from the owner. What's what's the name of the owner again? Huck, Amy Adams, Amy Adams watches her old receiver, her stud wide receiver, the John, the Vrabel did not want to trade. He was very adamant about that. There's even like an NFL kind of behind the scenes thing of the Titans war room when they made the trade and Vrabel honestly looked like he shit his pants and just stormed out of the room. Never came back to the Titans war room that day. And the draft was not anywhere close to over. Um, anyway, AJ Brown puts up a couple touchdowns. Eagles are 11 and one. And she, the owner, Amy, looks at John and she's like, you know what? I really trust. I trusted you. And here we are. We've won the division a couple of years in a row. And we're one great stud wide receiver from, you know, being at least in the Super Bowl bubble. And there he is wearing an Eagles jersey because we didn't want to pay him $4 million more than you wanted to pay him. And you said to me that you could draft his replacement. It's easy to find receivers. Well, Traylon Burks, there he is. 25 yards receiving in the 10. And so here we have it. Oftentimes in sports, guys get traded and I bet and are traded and and they never really wanted to leave the team they were on, kind of a money thing, whatever, like OBJ getting traded from the Giants by Gettleman. It's not often that that same season, you know, you go in, you destroy your old team and then the general manager who traded you gets fired. Like I, this is like, you know, Peter Pocklington getting fired halfway through the NHL season because Gretzky comes in on the Kings and scores six goals. That probably happened, but they kept kept Pocklington for a little while because it might have been too obvious. So just rare kind of straight revenge. Uh, A.J. Brown smokes the Titans. Sorry, Hawk. And the Titans GM gets fired. Crazy stuff. And then he puts out a T-shirt that day calling himself the Terminator, as in the guy who traded him just got terminated. He has every right to call himself the Terminator after that. Right? It's also crushing the league right now. He's really good. How, how much do Titans fans like are like, I don't know. I would be just like, are you kidding me? Like we traded Stefan Diggs before the season on the bills. After I, being- was, I was shocked when they traded him. He had such a good back half of the season last year and showed that he could be an elite receiver. And they're like, nah, okay, you can go. 
also for, for the for type very of, little what did they get back for him i don't even know it was a first round like first round pick and i don't know nothing like a first round pick not yeah <laughs> they just didn't want to pay him we, we, you know and the other thing is is that specifically what he's great at really helped with what with, with ryan Tannehill because Tannehill, he doesn't have like a crazy zipper of a of an arm but what he can do is throw a really well placed 50 50 ball as in like oh I have a, a receiver with like kind of a height advantage and reach advantage. I'm going to put this ball right where both of you can catch it, but my guy's going to get it because he's a dog. And that's, and man, the Titans were winning games last year, literally over the Ravens and uh, some of these big games that they had by throwing kind of a 50 50 ball to AJ Brown on third and 11. And he just comes down with it because he's a monster. Can't trade guys like guys like that. Weird, Mike. Any th- thoughts about this revenge? You love revenge. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you're you're surprised about it. I'm surprised that you're surprised. Okay, that's the headline because revenge been served up all goddamn season. Still, a couple of servants left. Holiday season. I tell you, my alter ego benefited from the revenge travel season, which was also very real. So. Not surprised and glad for AJ. Um, kind of stayed away from that game. Giants, another big number, minus seven. Or uh, Eagles, sorry. Go ahead, Hugh. Quick question. What's the revenge travel season? I'm just thinking of our, some of our listeners might be wondering that. Come on, you're, you're part of the industry. You don't know what it is? No. Um, that's why I'm asking. The revenge travel season is that you spent, t- maybe not you, but you... People would have spent two to two and a half years of your life unable to travel. Oh, okay. And the idea of you going somewhere or your place or your idea. It's like a fuck you to COVID. To COVID, to work, to your wife, to your kids, <laughs> to your life, to your whatever the hell's on your revenge list. Don't say revenge. Don't say, well, everybody said revenge <laughs> because the bus was full, the plane was full. The resort was full. Your ski hill, Jeff, was full, right? It was full. That's, yeah, Sun Peaks, great time. That's what's happened. There's only a couple of weeks left. Be a little carryover into the winter season. But uh, 2023 going to be different. 22, all about the revenge. I looked at the schedule this week, and I didn't really see any leap off the page Revenge. I'm seeing a couple of in-state battles. We got Ravens, Steelers, but that's never really about revenge. That's more about respect than revenge. Just a just a street fight every time those guys play. That you're right. Wow. It's more about respect now than like hate. I'll tell you what I would have been looking forward to if the Saints would have held on to that win. I would have liked the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold to rip a couple of strange wins and have them get flexed in on Sunday night, stealing the show at the pirate ship. That would have been something. What a, what It would have been a great time to have the HBO cameras following the Carolina Panthers this year. I mean, they, they're, they are, I think, I think they're with the Colts or Cardinals. I'm not sure who, either way, oh. it would have been great to see this quarterback carousel in, uh, in Carolina with this team. That's just up in arms, coach fired all this stuff. Um, I mean, they draft Matt Corral, the guy from Old Miss who got his knee messed up in the bowl game. 
So you're thinking, okay, maybe maybe this is the guy of the future because before his injury, he was he had a first round draft draft grade. They still got Sam Darnold for those couple of draft picks from the Jets, who started off last season three and zero and like early MVP talk, and then he Sam Darnolded himself to a bunch of bad interceptions. So they bring Baker in. Yeah, they got Baker. Baker comes in, looks good for like a quarter, <laughs> and then throws a bunch of Baker Mayfield pick sixes, and then we get your boy. E.J. Walker, who actually has probably played the best quarterback for the Carolina Panthers this year. Anyway, crazy stuff. He's gone. He's a Ram now. Baker Mayfield is a Ram now, and that's the way she goes. Um, I said the word flex. Um, Bills just got flexed. Uh-oh. The hardworking people at Orchard Park screwed once again out of their beloved Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff. Saturday night, squish the fish. It's flexed early. Dolphins coming off back-to-back flex. No time is safe. What do you think, Hugh? Advantage, disadvantage? Uh, I like it because Tua Tua's had such horrible games in Buffalo. You know, I feel like it's not one his his Buffalo games aren't exactly ones that I think he's excited for the whole world to watch. Mm. Whereas Josh Allen has just actually squished the fish every single time they've come there. Um, and I think the you know what I think it's good for the businesses of Orchard Park and the greater Buffalo area and the whole Niagara region. A lot more work's gonna get done on Monday this that week. All right. Wow. <laughs> How about that? I like it. I like it. How about that? Is it um, enough for me to withdraw my dislike for it? Productivity level rise seven to twelve percent. Absolutely. In Western New York, especially after, especially with a nice big win. Let's squish those fish. That's on the twenty. That's on the eighteenth, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah December eighteenth. Jets, Jets, Bills. True story. Young weird Mike first NFL game. Hearing the absolute hatred. For the AFC East division round, J E T S suck, suck, suck. When I heard 70,000 people scream this, Jeff, I was forced to become a Buffalo Bills fan. That was the moment. And they roll back into town. You like the big number? Is it making your board? No. No. Tell me Not why. Not making my board. Tell me why. Um, I think. I think the sharp side of this is Mike White's Jets to cover that spread, especially with Vaughn Miller out. Secondary still not quite 100%. Mm. But I don't want to take the Jets because I could see the Bills just putting up 14 and then they're just chasing that spread the entire time. Uh, if Josh's elbow is healthy, you know, Bills are going to score 24 points, 25 points, even on a good defense. So I, I'm staying away. I think on spread, I'd lean the Jets, but. I'm just staying away from the game. I'll play a bunch of props. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, Diggs just keeps on catching seven balls a game. That's great. You got to... <clears throat> I'm going to be including the Bills on a shit ton of money lines. Um, They always split with the Jets. Right? Yeah, they're going to win Good, the game. Good, bad, whatever. They... Chop, chop. I'm liking the so, way I'm liking the way uh, Dalvin Cook's brother's been running the ball yeah. lately. It's nice that he's looks like he's put on some muscle a bit. Like liking liking what's going on. Bill's money line will be attached to most 
You know what else is going to be attached, Jeffrey? What's that? The Las Vegas Raiders. Thursday night football. Will be attached. Thursday night football will be attached to many Weird Mike four-day parlays. What an Do interesting you know why? Yeah, no, I don't. Because they will be playing at a home versus the LA Rams. That is at the LA Rams. It will be Raider takeover. The Rams have abandoned. That place was a Seahawk fan fest, Jeff. Yep. Oh, yeah. my God. The 12th man flag was raving like a soccer match. I was. It was. It was the worst game of the late slate. But it was entertaining. Look, both LA teams can barely half fill SoFi Stadium with their fans when they're good. All right. Now that the Rams have officially mailed it in for the season, like, you know, you're going to buy Lakers oh. tickets. You're going to get, you know, you're gonna, oh. like LA you know Kings what? are looking okay. Like, why are you going to go see a Rams game if you're it's a Rams be, fan? It's going to be rowdy because Thursday ain't Monday. It ain't Sunday. It's a bit cheaper. It's a bit greasier. You're going to get real. Raider Nation, we're getting a black hole shit rolling through SoFi. They got a hundred thousand seats to fill, and they're going to be filled with black and silver. So I don't like the number minus six. Six but points spread. The streaking Raiders, who might be, how's this for a flex, Jeff? Mm. A couple of sliding Chiefs losses versus an ascending Raiders. Puts week 18 at the Death Star. Chiefs, Raiders, Weird Mike, Hearns, Maddie. We call it extra ham. Hearns, Ange, Maddie. Ham at the Death Star. Flexed in. Hashtag fluck flex. <laughs> Raiders, you like them? Uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. I, I, it almost made my list. But then it was like, okay. The Raiders is a road six-point favorite. They, they, they haven't. Careful with the R word. They're not a road. Not a road team. Yeah, okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. Not a road game, but a six-point favorite over anybody with the way they've played this season is tough. Throw in the fact that I don't know who the quarterback is for the Rams. It really might be Baker Mayfield, which would probably actually make me take the Raiders at six more so. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would lean Raiders because. When you're the Super Bowl champs and you and then now you're coming off like you were they were eliminated before last week's game. And then they had kind of like the hey, let's play for pride game against the Seahawks. And then when you lose that play for pride oh, game, dumb. the next week it's like these the these this is when teams get shit kicked, you know? Yeah. And it's and it's only two days away. This is when um, you got this, this is when you got stars like Jalen Ramsey, like, you know, kind of ghosting a hamstring. Because, like, why am I going to get hurt for this shit, you know? Well, it's it's bail season. You already see I mean. Guys bailing on the CFB playoff. I don't give a shit what your bowl game's costing. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> At this Thanks. point, yeah, I would be too. Look what happened to Matt Corral, man. He goes and plays his non, like his non, you know, not college football playoff bowl game. Destroys his leg. That was an afterthought. Um, third round pick to the Panthers, and good God, you know, didn't even get a snip this year. I don't even know if he's healthy, but he was going to be a first round pick. He'd probably be, honestly, the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints right now. How about that? Uh, speaking of the Saints, man, Mark Ingram could have cost the Saints the season. I mean, they probably weren't going to make it anyway, but if the Saints win that game, that division's wide open. They're up 
16 to three with six and a half minutes left. It's, I think it was second and eight. He catches a ball, runs out of bounds instead of like just leaning two more yards. I guess he was injured. So you want to get hit, which is what he said on Twitter. He said, but I need to get that. I need to get that new set of downs. Yeah, you do. Because on third down, for some reason, the Saints threw the ball incomplete and then they punted. Like if you're going to throw on third down on third and one, then you're going to go for it on fourth and one or else you would just run it on third down. But Dennis Allen, somewhat of a new coach, the second second kick at the can, I believe. I think he was the coach of the Chargers before. Uh, either way, bad, 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 bad play by Ingram, which he admitted on Twitter. Bad coaching by Allen, a variety of stuff at the end of that game, which I loved every minute of because I got the bucks at plus 400. Um, Is that what they topped out at? Well, that's what I got them at. I think at one point, like I took them at that and then they punted. Like I, I, there was like this extra possession where, okay, Saints score, they're up 13. I'm like, okay, Tom's got like 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So I got him at like plus 400 and then they, they, they went three and out on that possession and then it jumped up to like plus a thousand plus 800. I didn't take it at that. I was even looking to cash out, but like, it wasn't really like, it was just, you know, everything was happening too fast. And then boom, six minutes left. Saints literally they won first downs pretty much over. And Ingram. Anyway, enough about that. Watch it if you haven't seen it. It's ridiculous for a veteran. Um, another thing that we uh, I'm sure everyone caught, and we'll move on to our picks really soon, is Mac Jones. <laughs> Forgetting that the cameras everywhere in primetime football as they're getting smoked by the Bills on Thursday. Because Matt Patricia was still calling a running game in the third quarter and fourth quarter when they were averaging like two yards a carry and they're down three scores. And he just, and I'm sure we all saw it. <laughs> Start passing the ball. The fucking running game sucks. This is a fucking second year player. I don't think Tom Brady had the goal to do that in year 20. Anyway, crazy stuff, but the Pats era is over. I mean, it was over already, but you kind of thought, oh, maybe they can kind of flip this. They got some free agents. They got a great defense. They got a good running game. Got this Alabama national championship quarterback. They kind of stole at the 14th pick, and he looked pretty good last year. Now nah, they're just a middle-of-the-pack team, and they probably will be for a long time. Crazy. And Tom Brady's still going to make the playoffs this year. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I, I really think that what a, what a terrible spot to go to San Fran. With this kind of spot, I, I thought it was going to be a season turner. I, I still think they're in a dogfight. I still think Carolina squeezes out a win. We all know Atlanta's fuck soup. The Saints D is real. I don't know. It is. Our team does something so right for 57 minutes. They kicked an opening drive field goal and then squad douche until 57 minutes into the game. It, it, it was a total 180. It was baffling. You know, I'd feel um, bad. I'd feel bad for the Saints and their defense if there if there wasn't a team that I felt even worse for and their defense. Another example last week of the Denver Broncos ineptitude. Yeah. Lamar Jackson gets hurt in the first half. All right? You're facing the Ravens without Lamar. You need a win. You've been on a crazy losing streak. And you and 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 you got what what they, what they have at halftime three points six points yeah 10 9 it's it's awful did they yeah. lose 10 9 <clears throat> nobody yeah 10 9 was the final 10 9 
Nobody loves their backup QBs more than this guy. Huntley, the guy even looks like Lamar. I'm I'm very glad that the Ravens didn't make a move and they just stake with their Lamar's injury is less serious than Jimmy. Yeah. But go ahead and give him that start against Pittsburgh. You you got one in the bag. You guys were dead to rights against the Broncos. Okay. Maybe this Huntley guy goes out and does some remember the Titan shit and be like, yo, I got you. Like straight and one bullshit. We got next. These are the backups, the PJs that just go in there and everybody knows them and everybody knows he can do it. Just like PJ made that throw, just like Huntley made that run. He just found a way in. Right? So they're they're Steelers. Does that make your board, Hugh? How about that one? Abs- Raven Steelers. Absolutely. Okay. That's got Hewlett written all over it, doesn't it? Does it make the podium? Yes. Yeah, you got the Steelers right last week. Got the Steelers right and the week before. All right. Uh, okay, you know what? On, on that note, let's go into our picks. Uh, brought to you by Bet Openly. Go to betopenly.com or bet.openly on Instagram or TikTok. 1% juice, win more, lose less. It's the betting exchange. Uh, future of betting. Really smart. For every thousand bucks that you bet, you'll save a hundred bucks. And uh, for all props and everything else, remember to download the Bet Stamp app. Use the code Hughes Talking, all capital letters, all one word, H U S Talking. And it's sweet. It tracks your bets and just gives you kind of market analysis. It's like a stock market tool used for sports gambling. So, in this new legal sports gambling world, we've got some new tools to use. Pretty awesome stuff. Uh, okay, Mike, you're 2 0. Oh. You go first, and then I'll rock it up. I'll rock yeah, it out. I'll rock it out. Rock it out. I feel honored to follow such a, such a wonderful sponsorship openly. Stamp, bet them both, square it up. <clears throat> two winners last week, two great sites for you. I'm going to make it quick, Jeff. It's real simple. Forza Titane. Oh. They're back home. They're playing a familiar foe. Back to the X's and O's. King Henry off tackle through the Jags. Weak run D. Tennessee Titans minus four having lost the last few games, regained control of the division. Jags, albeit feisty, this is not a big number, okay? Jags are a bad second-half team. Oh, my God. Like, it's weird. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that guy. This is more of a Titans bet. The lead was Forza Titani. That's the smash. We're getting right with King Henry. Possibly 200 yards, possible outline. I'm going to check those injury reports. If they're missing a DT or two, remember Detroit, they got no, they had nothing. There's time. There's a bad D. Okay. And you got an offense, Tannehill. <laughs> Even if Malik's not the answer, they'll chase him out of town and figure something else out. It, it's not about Malik. It's about five games for Tannehill to show that he wants to still be in Music City. And he plays the Jags two of those games. Huckster, did you know that? Two of those games are against the team that he feels comfortable and knows he can beat. One of them is week 18, when Jags will most likely be thinking about next year. Big, big get-back spot. Tennessee smash minus four. And the second half of the gambling donut, which will be reminded on Sunday morning at Weird Mike. 
We got the Bengals smoking Joe Burrow minus six versus Cleveland. Here's a stat. He's winless against the Browns. You want your revenge? It's now. The greatest quarterback can't be this bad against his in-state, in-division, blood rival. Burrow beat Bama. Burrow checked off all the SEC revenge games. He certainly checks this one. I'm glad they're playing this team because they they won't take them for granted. They already lost to them, beat down on Halloween. The pumpkin heads were out in full force. This, much like the Bills-Jets, almost always certainly splits, regardless of who's good or who's bad. And right now, we all know that Dick Puller-Outer, Watson got super lucky at Houston three. Super lucky. He played awful. Oh my God. You know what? Jesus does love that guy. I think go back <laughs> to season three, four. He does love him because nobody else gets those breaks. No. Right. And he kept his head down. Good for him. You know, took his jeers, part of the process. Um, but now he's into a real hostile environment where Real nasty people are going to say real nasty things about him. And the Bengals are hungry. And this is part of their revenge tour, right? Got the Bills on Monday night a few weeks. But minus six versus the Browns, streaking, smoking Joe. Your weird pick, 2-0 and last week. We are 15-13-2, above 500, about to kick it to Hugh. Okay. Um... Yeah, a couple things. So I, uh, I like, I really like the Titans pick. I'm not on it, but the, the I like the Titans pick probably more than the Bengals pick um, for one particular reason. And the, I mentioned this in the preamble. Uh, Trevor Lawrence last week against the Lions, his knee and leg got rolled up on in such a awful looking way that I swear to God, when he came back into the game, I was like. Is this a miracle? Like, is this literally a miracle? So he's he's going to start this game, but I think they're underplaying his injury, and I just feel like you're getting a good line because if Trevor Lawrence has to leave the game from re-aggravating what looked like an awful, awful leg injury, uh, you're getting the Jags backup for four points. So yeah, you know, you know who that is, by the way. Who? Yeah, we, we just talk about backup QBs. And it's not Minshew anymore. Nate Peterman almost showed his face 10 days after we mentioned him. Who is it? CJ Beathard. CJ Beathard. Oh, a couple warm-up tosses in the Motor City. He who was left, ready. Who apparently left the Niners one year too early because he'd be starting right now. He, he would be. And let me tell you, he'd be less excited. Debo and everybody else would be less excited all right the guy's purdy in northern cal man you got a real you got a real insider theory here about the niners loving brock purdy eh? i'm i'm interested to see where brock's career goes from 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 this launch point that you've given him argo right that's that's lofty argo did i think did that win uh it was nominated i don't think it won no it won it won best director and best original screenplay how about that I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. It might have won Best Picture. I don't no, know, but, but it, it didn't win the big one. It's it a great movie. fucking movie. I know here's what this it won Best Screenplay, and I think it won Best Picture, but Ben Affleck was not even nominated for Best Director. How about that? 
What about the Bengals? I um, I just think it's Cleveland Super Bowl. It's uh, they're five and seven. They lose this. They're five and eight in a stacked AFC. So if they could go to six and seven, that wild card's still there. So I just don't. You get max effort for a team that, besides their quarterback playing his first game in seven hundred days and looking awful, his ceiling's still high and their running game's still good. I think Bengals win the game. I'm worried about the six points. So, valid. Okay, I will downgrade to light sprinkle. Light sprinkle. Medium smash. Light sprinkle. Like if this was two and a half, it'd be my gold pick. Bengals two and a half. It's six. It's just too much. Just the number. Um, all right. But you are a hotter handicapper than I, so I will. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> All right, I am back to 500 after a four and two week last week. I am 34, 34 and four. Jesus Christ. Uh, so let's keep going. Cue the OB Trice. Here we go. You. All right, my, go- my gold pick. Going back to Pennsylvania for this one. They've been uh, riding my podium a lot this year. I believe in the Steelers as, a, as an organization that plays tough football basically every week. They're not quitters. They don't give up. And they play somewhat predictable football. I'm hoping that TJ Watt plays this game. He's limited in practice, but not out. With a torn pec that he's still recovering from, from, from week two. But if he plays and we got uh, hurt Lamar Jackson or a 100% Huntley. Uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers team is doing some different stuff on offense right now. I know Najee Harris is a little bit hurt, but if Snell plays, that's okay. He's using his tight end great, Fryermuth. Uh, he didn't even need Pickens last week. They were uh, throwing to Deontay Johnson a lot. I just like what Pickett's doing on offense. And uh, I think Pickett versus Huntley uh, and then line up these two teams. Yeah, two and a half points at home. Love it. Again, just like I just talked about with Cleveland, this is Pittsburgh Super Bowl. Ravens can actually lose a game or two. Pittsburgh can't. So they're on a nice winning streak. I think they keep it going. And I just don't think Mike Tomlin lets the Steelers lose to a backup cornerback in what is a somewhat of a midseason playoff game for them at home against their rival. I'll take the Steelers by two and a half. Uh, that number goes up to three. I would I'd buy the half point, but I buy half points. I don't recommend that everyone else does. I like to, especially on the key numbers, three, seven, ten. Some people think it, does, it doesn't really pay off long term, but if you, you pick your spots when you know that it's going to like come down to it, like in those Saints-Bucks games or Ravens-Steelers or you know any of those type those close type games, I buy the point. Okay, uh, silver pick. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks minus four at home versus the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers again with quarterback carousel. You know, coach in his fourth week with the team. Who knows? He's not going to be the long-term coach. I just think those long road trips for a team like this in week 13 is tough. Because, you know, when you're dialed in on a playoff run, you stay dialed in. All right, we're going to Seattle. Let's get our let's get this job done. Well, what's the job here for Carolina? Got Sam Donald playing. We don't have CMC anymore. Uh yeah, anyway, just kind of a mess of an organization right now. And I think that Seattle still has a fantastic home field advantage, which a lot of other teams lack. And they don't play each other that much. Same conference, different divisions. Uh, and I just don't think it... Oh, just lost my light. Whatever. I just don't... There it is. I don't think uh, it's a good time to be playing the Seattle Seahawks at home as a team that's not playoff bound. 
take. Uh, so I'll take the Seattle Seahawks, the extra point. Nah, don't love it, but I'll take it. Seattle by four. I think they win this by a touchdown. Geo Smith doesn't make any mistakes, and they win. Call it 24-16. All right. Uh, my bronze pick. Yeah. I'm, of course, this is going to be on the podium. I'm taking Tom Brady and the Buccaneers as three-and-a-half-point underdogs in the 49er tryout for the GOAT. Uh, going up to San Francisco to face Brock Purdy and a very, very, very good San Francisco 49er team. But now that they can prepare, knowing it's going to be Brock Purdy and not Jimmy, uh, I think that helps with the Bucks defense, who um, not quite as rigid and wall-like as they've been the past few years, but still a force to be reckoned with. And I think they'll hold Brock Purdy's offense to under 20 points. And uh, yeah, I think Tom Brady is finding his flow. He's got Julio Jones looking pretty good. He's got Godwin. He's got Evans. He's got kind of most of his weapons working. Throwing uh, Rashad White and Fournette at running back. Both guys that can catch balls out of the backfield. That's what Tom loves to do on third down. So I just don't think the Brock Purdy offense is going to be able to keep up with the Bucs. Yeah, 23-20 Tampa Bay Buccaneers win outright. Giddy up. All right, my fourth pick. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus one and a half on Monday Night Football with the New England Patriots coming to town. Weird game, weird line. Um, again, this comes down to Kyler, Kyler Murray and his scrambling and Mac Jones non-scrambling. I just don't... Both O-lines are bad. Both defensive lines are good. So Mac Jones is going to be just kind of getting chased most of the night and Kyler Murray's going to have guys chasing him, but he's going to be running for first downs. So, uh, I, I like with DeAndre Hopkins back, that offense has looked better. Besides that crazy last drive loss to the Chargers two weeks ago, I think the Cardinals have been somewhat undervalued. And uh, I'll take it. Uh, Cardinals plus one and a half Monday night football with just a, a hapless New England offense. They don't know what they're doing. And if you're, try, if you're trying to fix things in week 13, you don't have a good offense. All right. You should be sort of tweaking, executing better. They don't have an identity. Their receivers barely catch balls. They're paying Jonu Smith $10 million a year to block. Like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they do either. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take the Cardinals to win this game. Plus one and a half. Let's go. All right. Uh, number five, I'm taking the, the, I almost called them San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. They are plus three to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, look, I, I just think the Chargers with Herbert, as a home dog, I think it's a pretty good rate of win uh, against the spread wins for that. Uh, I, Herbert's he's a player, so he's not going to quit. I got a quarterback that's going to fight for my spread. And uh, the Dolphins really kind of got beat down last week versus a backup quarterback. So I think a bit of their mojo is a little gone. And Tua came back down to earth a little bit and just enough where this three points, the Miami's a three point favorite. On the road, again, I know, Mike, at SoFi Stadium, not exactly a huge home, you know, uh, home audience uh, advantage. But regardless, you're not playing in Miami, all right? It's it's in L.A. And uh, regardless of how good you're playing right now, the Dolphins still probably wish they drafted this guy. And it's just kind of a weird Herbert Tua thing, and I'll take Herbert as a three-point underdog versus Tua probably for the rest of his career. Okay, and uh, my last pick in another weird one with the Detroit Lions being favored by two and a half uh, to the Minnesota Vikings, even though the Vikings have a much better record. Uh, yeah, I got to do it. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings 
it's just it, there's just too much recency bias here. I bet the look ahead line from three weeks ago was Minnesota by one or two. So there's a five point swing because the Lions beat the Jags. I don't know. I don't see it. So yeah, uh, I'll take the Minnesota Vikings, who I, I think their new coach just has this team rolling. And they're winning games that, you know, the old Vikings team would lose. So now I'm getting points. They just need to win by like one, two, call it a field goal. Uh, yeah, I think I think Jared Goff's got a mistake in him or two. And uh, who's covering Justin Jefferson? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think the Lions do either. So yeah, keep it simple. I'm going to take the better team. Uh, it's a crazy spread, so I don't even know if I'm the sharp side or public side, but I don't care. I'm taking the Vikings to plus two and a half over the Lions, and that's my sixth pick. So we got Pittsburgh minus two and a half, Seattle Seahawks minus four, Tampa Bay Bucks plus three and a half. That's the podium. Arizona plus one and a half, the Chargers plus three, and the Minnesota Vikings plus two and a half. Giddy up, those are your picks. You hey now four and two, and you're gonna go. There's a push out there. Somebody's pushing. I think you got to push in that Detroit game. It's two and a half. Oh, it's two and a half. Sorry, I thought it was two. My bad. <laughs> the Chargers one smells like a push, doesn't it? The I like the over. That's a fast track, and both teams sometimes kind of need to air it out. Even, even when they're in the lead, like, I think teams get confused with who they are, like the Saints did who they are, like, if, if you're up 14 and you're up 14 throwing the ball 60 yards, keep throwing the ball 60 yards. If you're good on D, setting pressure every third time, then keep doing anyway, et cetera, et cetera. So I love the over in that game. I don't really care what it is. It's 52 and a half. Flex, 52. Flexed in. Flexed in. Yeah, flexed um, in. You want to the game that was flexed out? Tell me. Kansas City Chiefs at Denver Broncos, Ooh. which preseason sounded like a goddamn dandy, didn't it? Primetime, Russ. I think that actually helps Denver low-key. Um, less eyes, less pressure. I don't know if anything helps them right now. I, I, I can't believe their ineptitude on offense. I picked them last week at eight and a half, like which was great. When Lamar went out, I'm like, okay, like the spread looks pretty good. Had them on a money line on a parlay, too. Jesus, man. Like, we're talking like early first quarter, third and a half yard on their own 35-yard line, and they lose two yards. And you can see the special teams coming on, like looking at Russ, like, what the fuck are we paying you for? Like, Jesus, we could run Wildcat and do better than this. You got the two most rested teams. The NFL is so weird. You got... Arizona coming off a bye off yep. Sunday into Monday. Half a month off for the Desert Birds. 15 days. 12 days off for the Patriots coming off the Bills primetime beatdown. Yep. And Arizona veteran team. I, I like that pick. I think that's your best pick of the week, Jeff. I'm going to ride dirty with the desert birds veteran team. Hey, nine and eight might be good. It's only five games. San Fran's got a backup. Hey, Seattle, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the, it's rally cry, right? Turn your head yep. backwards in Arizona, run the table. And, uh, here, here's my, give me my $200 million. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, speaking of a million dollars, by the way, it's totally just, just 
side side thing here. Just saw on Instagram. Uh, I think it was, you know, uh, call it BR betting or something. Some guy put $50,000 at the uh, MGM in Vegas on Morocco to make the quarterfinal to win a million dollars. Nice. How about that? That's that's a lot of confidence in Morocco over like Spain, which was, you know, which ended up being Spain, but damn. But I guess maybe when he made the bet, he thought Spain would actually win the conference and that might have been an easier game against like Japan or right. Either way, there's a video of him collecting his fucking million dollars on Morocco. Crazy stuff. Congrats. You've been where we are. Haven't you been? Pardon? Haven't Morocco, you been? I've been. Yeah, yeah. I went myself, uh, Ashton, Baby Fly, and the ladies went to uh uh Marrakesh. Marrakesh, Morocco for two and a half days, which was Bur- fucking burgeoning, crazy. Burgeoning, burgeoning country. Good things. On the south end of the Iberian Peninsula. Love Biggest this Seattle pick too also, Jeff. 12th man. Um, I think that Tampa Bay comeback kind of deflated the Falcons and the Saints and the rest of that division also. Yeah, that's what I mean. Seattle's been on the road, hungry. Um, Pitts, I'm surprised you took the Pitt-Baltimore game as your goal. That's that's total coin flip. Not with, not, not if, Huntley, if Huntley's playing, like I, I'm getting a great number. And then if if Lamar's playing, he's not 100%, even if the number goes to two or something. I like the way Pittsburgh's playing right now. I've seen Mason Rudolph versus Kyle Bowler end in three points, okay? It's always three. I'm just surprised they made the gold. That's all. It's just, if it's Huntley, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a gold, gold, gold pick. The um, Pittsburgh kicker's out. Backups. He's still, but he's still out. I, by the way, I, I think I talked about this on the podcast, right? There, mm. We have a connection with that, with that kicker. Which kicker? The Pittsburgh kicker, who's currently hurt right now, but just signed a four-year deal for twenty four year four-year deal deal for twenty million dollars. What's his name? Bosworth. Bosworth. Yeah, he's married to a girl whose pa- whose family owns Saltwater Sports in the Cayman Islands, Huck. Um, and. We met her and her family, and we like we all had drinks this one weekend at the like uh, the condo near the Royal Palms on Seven Mile Beach, and so we got we you know we all got each other on Instagram and stuff, and then I saw her in like a Steelers jersey with their baby celebrating Bosworth's new contract, and I'm hey. like, how about that? You got him on the show. <laughs> yeah, I gotta try. I don't know him, and I you know we barely know her, but a couple of DMs away, I was trying to line up Stevie Johnson. That was my. I DM'd him a couple times. Now you got to tell you got to tell Bosworth that guy in your show is a kicker. You got to play the kicker angle. I, I will. I will. I will. I'll throw that out. I'll, I'll throw that out there. Um, so four and two. Yep. Two and zero oh, streaking. I jumped on the Forza Titane, and I'm gonna be loading up on some money lines. That's what's been buttering my bread, folks. Raiders. Bills, Bengals, money line. Who's winning the game? Weather aside, coaching aside, shut the back door. Correction. Never open the back door. I guess that would be the best way I've treated my money. It's, It's more expensive, much like most of my life, Jeff. So why the hell 
should this be different? Right? Fair. You know I got a little tip. I got a little tip for you. Uh, for those of you, a, a little tip. I've been, I've been using. It's been making me some money this season and this 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 week's. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. All right, this week's truth of the week is you can use small, very small, same game parlays to get heavy favorites for even money. Let me explain. So. Mm. In the olden days, you want to take, let's say, the Buffalo Bills on a money line this week to face the Jets. Maybe you want the Chiefs uh, to beat the Broncos. But if you're just taking those two money lines, you're talking 50 bucks to win $15 uh, on a parlay for two teams that actually need to still win football games. Well, with the advent, advent? <laughs> with, with the uh, inclusion of same-game parlays into parlayed betting on your websites, what you can do now is you can take, let's say, because let's say Travis Kelsey, for instance, we'll use the Chiefs. Let's say Travis Kelsey's prop yards as as an even number to, to bet over or under for the game is like 75, 80 yards receiving, right? Well, what you can do is you can click on a, a same game parlay, take Kansas City to win, and take Travis Kelsey to get 50 yards receiving, okay? Throw in... uh Throw in Travis Kelsey to get three catches or four catches, like as in like almost, almost his stack number cut in half, and the Chiefs to on the money line. Throw in the Bills on the money line with Diggs to get five, four catches. Josh Allen to run for thirty yards, like as in try to pick things that are just gonna happen. Like in a football game, you're not going for big odds here because you're just trying to get more of an even money bet on your. Kansas City or Buffalo money lines. So anyway, so you can quickly change a minus 300 or a minus 400 money line into a minus 130 or a minus 120 simply by adding one or two stats of the game, a couple of prop players, prop plays that are like the bare minimum prop plays. So just a, something to mix it up, but it's been helping me take big favorites just to win the game and not have to pay an arm and a leg for it. So just a thought, check it out. How about that? How about that? You can also you know, parlay them all together. But even just to get a straight bet on Kansas City or Buffalo, add in bare minimum prop statistics in the same game parlay, and there you go. It, it is Advent season, Jeff. You used it wrong, it but it is the right time of year. Yes. Did, uh, did Mama Hugh send you an Advent calendar out there to the West Coast? Or no? no, 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 no. Also, I, my sister always ate my chocolate. Uh, I'm not oh. a big chocolate guy, but like I'd go to it on December 3rd and like up to the 13th was eaten. And I'm like, I, I just, I'm using this as an actual calendar. Like what fucking day is it? I don't like chocolate. <laughs> Huckster, what else you got, buddy? What else you got? Give me one other game this week, man. I need, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn between a couple. I could use a neutral, a neutral site. A neutral opinion on two games. Giants-Eagles. Giants-Eagles. What's the number in Giants-Eagles? Eagles are favored by seven points in New York. I'd take that. You take the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. Even as a Giants lover, that, that number does seem spicy, doesn't it? It's uh, People are jumping on it early thinking it's going to come down. 
I wanted to I think it could go up. I could go up to seven and a half. They get the running attack, the passing attack, it's all working. They got their big boy back for stopping the run. Nicobe Dean from Georgia is now playing. He's a little bit back from injury. Came in for half the game, made eight tackles. Like that was the that's the one game I'm I think that's gonna be low key game of the day. I think uh that tie was was very blah, and the Giants, it's easy to fall off them. And uh, I think uh, winless in three, but entertaining, low-key game of the day. Also possible over for me. 44 and a half. Yeah, that's a low number. It's just that the Giants just don't play high-scoring football. Like, they do, they try to do like, they're almost like the Ravens, where they try to do like 14, 15 play drives. And then just kind of bend, don't break on defense. So they give up long drives too. There's a guy who's been watching a lot of Giants football this year. I'm just telling you, it's frustrating for any overs. Like for statistical overs, anything, just because they just bleed the clock, man. They want to get to within, they want to get to the last five minutes down three points. Like that's Giants football right now, but it's been working. How about the fact that the Chargers didn't hire Brian Dable as their coach and chose this defensive nerd to go for it on fourth and six with the season on the line all the time. Yeah. Why is it every week the season? She shouldn't be on the line. <laughs> Come on, buddy, get yourself in a better position. Um, so that would, he's a defensive guy. I, I just thought he was a numbers guy. I, I think the the line or the label is going to be changed from, O to D to numbers and feel, he's a defensive right? guy, Staley. Apparently, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, he looks like he, he looked like he got out of OAC last year. <laughs> That's an OAC joke for any of you young followers out there. There used to be a thing called Grade 13, a bunch of us did it. I also feel like the Dolphins coach isn't an O or a D guy, he's a numbers guy. Where like there's defensive calls you make also, right? That support numbers and stats and you know, all this. shit. So anyway, something I've noticed or I've, I've thought to be true. Now, something we talked about early on this season was uh, when Mike was talking about his pick, which he did cash out of before it got out of hand. When you're, he was trying to pick the Seattle Seahawks as the worst team to do the team to finish with the worst record in the league. And I said to him, I said, Mike, I know they're not that good, but this worst team in the league or worst record usually has something to do with quarterback injuries, it, it, it's it's very, you know, a team that's kind of got a couple wins and then they lose their starting quarterback early. Uh, either way, it looks like it's going to be Houston. They're awful. Are they really going to beat anybody? Probably not. However, how crazy would it be if Denver, like, just doesn't win any more games, Houston squeezes out a couple, and Seattle traded Russell Wilson and got back a playoff game a tight end, a backup quarterback, and the number one pick in the draft. It's unprotected. The number one, their pick is going. Yeah, is... Denver's currently the fourth worst team in the league right now. So they're, they're picking fourth. Wow. We'll Seattle's going to be set up. Leslie, can we check the Broncos score? She hates Russell Wilson. She's a big, big Broncos fan. Shops at Walmart all the time, loves it. So, Hugh, you going to nut up and join us in Vegas or what, buddy? Yeah, they're the fourth worst team in the league right now. They'd be picking fourth overall. Yeah, uh, what's the dates? Speaking of fourth. 
What's the dates? It's a national title. Perhaps you'll be beside me at the sports book on a mega cast. The second biggest game of the year, week 18 NFL and the national title, Jan 7 to 10, brother. I saw the group chat. I'm really pumped that we decided on Circa as far as like a place to watch this. Apparently, it's the, the new sports book at Circa. Circa is amazing. So shout out to all the Vegas crew. Um, I'm hoping to join you. Uh, we'll check the schedule, but I'm I'm eyeing it. And it looks like it's going to be fun. Um, just want to shout gotta, out. Gotta, gotta, hold on. You got to throw out a percentage because people love. This is something that you might not know, Jeff. Yeah. About the people in your life. Betting on whether or not I. No, 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 no. They love to interpret what your percentage might actually mean. Like your timeline, like Huckster, back me up if I'm wrong here. Hewlett says, I'll be at your party in 45 minutes. Hey, does that mean two hours? Does that mean 90 minutes? Does that mean 40 minutes? What was the urgency in his voice? Did you hang up on him? <laughs> Did he hang up on you? These are things yeah. that happen on the other end of the room, the call that you're not in, Jeff. No, I understand. So your percentage, much like your timeline, which we all love and joke about. No, no, no. Let, let me know. What's that percentage? And this is just for the, that entertainment purpose. Okay. Well, to, it's, to answer your question, I'd say it's, I'd say it's looking at about 60% right now. I'm coming. Whoa. Phone lines are going to be busy tonight. Now, to be fair, I'm, I am aware of this game. That's constantly played about me because whenever I arrive at like, let's say we're <laughs> like a football watching party or like the pub for wings or like some birthday thing, like whenever I walk in the door and which is usually maybe slightly late, there's always like an, Oh, and it's not because they're happy to see me. It's because everyone is immediately wondering like who won their bet, who lost their bet. And like, do you come up to me because I showed up maybe a bit earlier than you thought. He's like, bro, I thought you were going to be here till like 10. Like, I'm like, why? I didn't, I didn't tell you that. You're like, Hey, you just didn't seem like a, in a, you were in a hurry earlier. Anyway, cost of people money, red lights and green lights and my Honda Accord. But uh, yeah, 60%. I love Vegas. I fucking love it. The um, many times a Vegas trip is inspired with alternative motives. How many times have you been? This will now be my third time. But if this I go, one this will be my seventh. By watching football with people. I'm tired of watching this game I love alone. Give me 2,200 strangers in a room I could hack darts in. <laughs> And let me just let me just float for a few hours. <laughs> the wet just, dream. Yeah, let me just do that. Football with friends, and remember, in Vegas, a friend is a guy that's got the same ticket as you, right? Hey, let's do a shout out right now to all uh, all the all the girlfriends and spouses, wives, whoever who have been watching an inordinate amount of football these past two and a half years as. Most mostly due to COVID, uh, but we're not getting together to watch as much football as definitely as we used to. Couple of couple of guys are spaced out and whatnot. Kid, people are shooting out kids left and right. I get it, but like it's jokes when you're like you got all these same game parlays, props, pools. Shut up, McLean. We got one wrong, one wrong on our pools last week, Bengals. Um, but like. There'll be like a touchdown and Brooke will look at me like, you know, we're watching the game together. And she's like, this is good, right? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, touchdown. And then like Devonta Smith will catch like a 
six yard pass in the second quarter for nothing, like on first down. And I'm like, and it's his fourth catch of the game. And I'm like, yeah. And looks like I, I this is this is fucking confusing. Like red zone itself just flip into 12 different games. Anyway, that's enough. Uh, I'm sure you can hear the wrap up in her voice. Follow us at Hughes Talking, HUS Talking on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Follow Weird Mike, Weird MIC on Instagram for his smash, sprinkle, and often great uh, primetime game picks. It's been really hot in college ball as well, so follow along. Follow Huck Media for any and all media needs. And if you just love Titans fans and a beautiful mustache, uh, shout out to Braley Pilo. Who won five cases of beer with Storyteller Beverages, Storyteller Lager, and thank big shout out to Storyteller for, for providing um all of this prizing for three contests this year and leading up to our big playoff contest, which I'll tell you about next week. Also, I'm gonna post this on Hughes Talking. It's the holiday season. Let's help out with Hughes Holiday Helpers. Uh so we give to holiday helpers. And if you win some extra money from our picks, we ask you, hey, throw a couple shekels towards holiday helpers. It's on GoFundMe. And we raised over uh, over a thousand bucks so far for holiday helpers giving disadvantaged families uh, tree presents and, and a beautiful Christmas meal uh, over the holidays. Let's give back a little bit. Gambling doesn't have to be selfish, folks. Let's do it as a team. And we love our Lookus Talkers. You guys are awesome. Also, if you've had a few dings in your life, check out the Canadian Concussion Center at Toronto Western Hospital. Get your head checked, if, just like you get your engine checked. Um, it's 2022. We're smarter than that now. And brain science has come a long way. So don't just leave it unchecked. Just like your colon. Okay. Check your head. Good stuff. Canadian Concussion Center in honor of the elder family and our buddy Ryan. Thanks for following along, folks. Remember to press that download, follow, subscribe button. And like I said earlier, man, if you haven't hit us up with a reviewer or a rating yet, please do. And let's win some fucking money this week. All right. Anything for shut the huck up? Go Titans. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> gold pick. Smash. It's not your gold pick. It's my smash. The NFL is my favorite sport in the world because it's chess with warriors. And because of crazy circumstance, Brock Purdy from the Iowa State Cyclones starting his first NFL game is a three and a half point favorite over Tom Brady and it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here we go. Someone arrest the FTX guy. Fuck you. I'm going to steal a banana. Later. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells time and jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square.